Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Tuesday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Since 1983, they have been providing you exceptional award-winning customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A to Z Sports gets you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Get your dream address without the stress at GaryAshton.com. And of course, if you have your dream address, you need HVAC. You need Brimac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Okay, so it is getting a bit reckless out in these COVID allegation streets. What I mean by that is I read an article today from Jenna Lane at ESPN. She covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, where the Titans spent all of last week having joint practices. Now, they had a player. Test positive today. Kicker, well, what kicker, who you guys are intimately familiar with and who you probably missed dearly. Ryan Suckup tested positive for COVID-19. Now, how this came to happen is outside of the realm of our knowledge. But the way that the article phrased things today, I thought, was frankly pretty reckless and, uh, and taking a bit of a bold leap. Now, you'll hear Bruce Arian's comments, and you can discern for yourself what exactly you think he's implying, you'll also hear from Todd Downing later on in the show. But as Lane says, these COVID regulations are ridiculous. This dinner between Suckup and Titans players Cole Beasley and Cam Newton going to be a tough year for the players. Well, they're not. No, I don't think they're ridiculous at all, Lane. I think that these are the measures that have to be taken to make sure that we can play football. So from that standpoint, um, I, you know, I don't care what the regulations are. As long as we can get the NFL season off the ground, they do whatever they need to do. And if whatever they need to do mandates that they go about this way, then that's how they protect the paycheck. And them's the rules. You know what I'm saying? Like that ain't that deep. But what where it gets ridiculous is when people start pointing the finger. Now, when we talk to Mike Vrabel, who of course tested positive, and he said as of today, he has not yet gotten back a negative test. And fortunately, we are seeing, uh, fortunately, we are seeing something that uh, with Mike Vrabel that he says he has uh, almost non-existent symptoms, which is great news. And given that he's vaccinated, I think that's a real positive. Um, but what Mike Vrabel declined to do when he initially told us that he tested positive is point fingers. And that's something that's kind of started to rear its head today. So the question that I have for you here on A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios is this. Let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch, if you would be so kind, what most irritates you about the latest Titans COVID news? Give me your response, and we will discuss at length together what most irritates you about the Titans and the latest COVID news. Give me your response in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and we will get into it at great length here on the primetime show. What most irritates you about these particular, this particular situation here on a Tuesday night? While you guys give me your response on that before you hear from Bruce Arians, uh, I will tell you about our friends at 
Two Rivers Ford, who present the Two Rivers Ford take each and every night. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business, and they have been producing fantastic quality American-made Ford vehicles for nearly 40 years. The latest coming up is the 2022 Ford Maverick. That's not on the lot in Mount Juliet just yet, but that you can pre-order at tworiversford.com. It's compact, it's fuel efficient, and has all the bells and whistles that all the new Fords have to offer. Most importantly, though, it is marketed and priced at under $20,000, which is an exceptional value for you and for your family. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Check them out. What most irritates you about the latest Titans news? Give me your response here on the primetime show. While uh, you get, while you guys do that, and before I tell you what most irritates me, I will let you hear from Bruce Arians, who was asked about this today. With the situation with the Titans with Mike Vrabel, um, how grateful are you, if you're Yeah, I mean, it was everything was all contacts were outside. Uh, we had one that went to dinner with some guys that uh, did test positive today. So he went to dinner with some Titan friends, and that was Ryan Suckup. And um, so he's out for this ball game. So that's Bruce Arians, the Bucks head coach, talking about Ryan Suckup testing positive and saying, that he went out to dinner with some Titans people, and then uh, and then after the fact, the positive test turned up. Now, the three players, uh, not including Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, who has also tested positive, of course, three players who have been put on the COVID reserve list are Nick DeZubnar, you have uh, uh, Jeremy McNichols, and you have Anthony Rush, the defensive tackle. So neither of those three players, and I did uh, did a little research on this, Neither of those three players were at dinner with Suckup. They have no connection to Ryan Suckup. And so the idea that Suckup would test positive after a dinner with Titans players, as is being alleged, I don't think necessarily is accurate. Now, if there were some different names on that list, I would, you know, I would have a more difficult time disputing that. And I'm not actively seeking to dispute that. I'm just looking to find out exactly where the truth lies. But it's my understanding that neither of those three players, nor Mike Vrabel, went to dinner with Ryan Suckup in Tampa Bay. Now, the 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 fingers are being pointed now by, and listen, I understand that ESPN doesn't write, the, the writers don't write their own headlines. So when I saw the headline today from Jenna Lane of ESPN, who covers the Bucks, basically saying that suck up tests positive after Titans test positive after Titans dinner. It draws the conclusion from that headline. And after you read the article, you realize that that, that implication is not being drawn by the content of the article. It's just the connection being drawn by the headline, which can happen sometimes, but um, frankly, it's just not accurate. So this is where we get into this irritating part where we start sick shaming people in a way that is really irritating to me because it does ignore whether that was their intention or not and whether, you know, they asked to change, uh, whether, because I know Tehran contributed to that report and I know that TD wouldn't get reckless like that. And I don't know Jenna that well. I met her for the first time this week in Tampa Bay. Um, but, you know, I think that they hold themselves to higher journalistic standards. And then somebody writes a headline and, and people start pointing figures. 
uh, fingers rather. So with, with my understanding of this, if this was to result, if this to, was to result from that dinner, then other players on this list, on the Titans list, would have had to have been at that dinner. And it's my understanding that none of those three players was at the dinner with Ryan Suckup. So now we're wading into da- dangerous territory where allegations are being thrown around recklessly. And when it comes to COVID, you just have to be so, so sure. What most irritates you about the latest Titan, uh, Titans news? Trevor Kinslow says that people act like they can somehow avoid a virus. It's, it really is funny. Uh, it really is funny the way that people react to this kind of stuff. It makes zero sense to me, but you know, none of this, the way that most people have, ha- not most people, but the way that a lot of people have handled this whole thing doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. So, you know, what are you going to do, Trevor, other than just try and handle yourself and handle those around you and make sure that you're doing the best to to keep those who would come into contact with you, with you protected? At that point, that's really all you can do, Right. Uh, what's the news besides Mike getting it? Well, there's three t- a total of three players now on the list. Um, Mike Vrabel being vaccinated does make a difference. And it, for the record, Ryan Suckup also fully vaccinated, as that article points out. Uh, Brandon Knowles says, glad that he is vaccinated. I assume Brandon is talking about Vrabel. I wish more would take the vaccine. From the healthcare viewpoint, I see and hear of trusted doctors. It's terrible and the excuses are ridiculous. So, you know, again, I, I'm not interested in doing a, uh, I'm not interested in doing a, a he said, she said COVID show just because that can very quickly spin out of control. And that's not going to, that's not going to accomplish our goal here tonight. Right. But what I will say is that there are a lot of people who are not getting vaccinated that probably should. There are plenty of people who have legitimate excuses for one, being cautious about the vaccine or two, have legitimate medical excuses as to why they would not want the vaccine. Those people, I completely understand. I sympathize with. Um, it is the people that don't have those pre-existing conditions and are, you know, hiding lazily behind something that may or may not be, may not, may or not, may or not, may not be applicable to them. Uh, for example, like the FDA approved the, the Pfizer vaccine today. And there's been a lot of people that have been citing that as why would the FDA not approve that? And by the way, rightfully so. The FDA, uh, cannot be held liable or the, or Pfizer rather Pfizer, Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. If they're not approved, if they're only approved for emergency use, then they can't be held liable for any after effects of the vaccine. That's a legitimate concern. But now with the Pfizer vaccine, that opens them up to liability being approved by the FDA. So that those people that would push back on the idea of the Pfizer vaccine not being approved, well, that no longer be, can be the case. And now if you experience any kind of symptoms or a- issues from the particular vaccine, from the Pfizer vaccine, now the company can be held liable. So it just gets in, it just gets into, you know, who who is actually citing that as a legitimate concern and who is just using that as an excuse because they don't want to get the they don't want to get the shot. And listen, I, I I've said this before. It's probably, it's probably not the approach that I should take, but like my my personal stance is. I think that I've talked about this with you guys before, and we've had nuanced, good discussions about this, that I believe in getting vaccinated unless you have legitimate underlying health issues um, or concerns that would go beyond the scope of what the normal person's experience is. But also that I'm not going to I'm not going to shout you. I'm not going to shout you down if you don't get vaccinated, because me personally, I'm not working in the medical profession and it's not my job to try and uh, it's not my job to to try and save people's lives that aren't interested 
in doing the right thing for themselves. So from that standpoint, that may seem a little cold, but that's been my kind of position on this thing is, as it's gotten more, as it's spun more and more out of control. And as I get more and more tired of, of fighting people on this, that I just frankly don't want to fight about with it anymore. Like that's just kind of, that's just kind of the, the nature of my, of my conversation. Um, or my my thought process. Can you clarify the latest news besides Rabel testing positive, says Titans for Life? Well, the latest is that Ryan Suckup has tested positive, that uh, Jeremy McNichols and Nick DeZubnar, we don't know that they've tested positive, but they were placed on the COVID list today, as was Anthony Rush yesterday or two days ago, if I recall correctly. It was within the last two days, the defensive tackle. Um, and now this is starting to, now this is starting to stir up a, finger pointing situation between the Titans and the Bucks, And it's only a matter of time before stuff like this gets spun out of control. And, and quite frankly, it already has. I thought Mike Vrabel did the right thing with us on Sunday when he said, you know, I'm not really interested in pointing fingers about this. And, and Bruce Arians, you know, I don't think he necessarily meant to do that, but that's kind of the vibe that it gave off. And I'll let you hear Bruce's comments uh, for yourself before we move on. And, uh, and we read some more of your comments here on the primetime show. This was the Bucks head coach today. With the situation with the Titans and Mike Vrabel, um, how grateful are you, grateful is the right word, um, that you guys, that you have had so many of your players that are vaccinated, like in staff members, that you have kind of that extra layer of protection that. Yeah, I mean, it was everything that was, all contacts were outside. Uh, we had one that went to dinner with some guys that uh, did test positive today. So he went to dinner with some Titan friends, and that was Ryan Suckup. And um, so he's out for this ball game. So that's Bruce Arians discussing this particular situation with the Tampa Bay media. I'll tell you what, we'll read more of your comments here in just a second, uh, right after I remind you quickly about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is DraftKings Sportsbook for all of the great promotions and offers that they are trying to make you guys money on. Offers, for example, like they what they are putting in front of you for the college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they're offering. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code A2Z Sports, just like you see behind you, to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code A2Z Sports to get your $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. So, what bothers you most about this particular uh, a story like this? That it's the Titans again with David 19, says Alonzo. Yeah, I mean, and listen, they're not the only ones. You saw Cam Newton who botched uh, botched his outside testing protocol, and because he chose not to get vaccinated, he's in danger of losing his starting job. I mean, it sounds like the Patriots are pissed at him because it was completely within his control. Cole Beasley, another one who is not vaccinated and has to go through this five-day return-to-play protocol, even as he was just deemed a close contact. It is going to be a competitive advantage for football teams. With players who don't get vaccinated, it's a real, it's a really, really big issue for these guys. 
Uh, the fact that people feel uh, the need to point fingers, says Daniel, that happen, deal with it, pointing fingers, helps nothing. That's true. Uh, Susan Solnick says, trendsetters again, sucks. Um, so the Titans, so uh, crab legs and COVID, whole, what a combo, says F-Words Pot. Indeed, uh, that is something that you can, you know, you can break bread over the Rona, apparently, down in Tampa Bay, which should be, which should be shocking to nobody because the state of Florida is crawling with the thing, and much like the state of Tennessee is right now with the Delta variant. I, I hate that this is a storyline again, but at this point, uh, at this point, you know, what, what can you do but kind of suffer this thing and try and advance as best way as possible? Then the league has already changed the protocols, and they have required that the Titans wear all wear masks, vac- vaccinated or not vaccinated within their facility at St. Thomas Sports Park, something that we saw today. Um, but ultimately, it's it's trending in a bad direction for all of us who, you know, who are trying who are just trying to do our jobs, be it players, coaches, executives, and and media alike. We're all just trying to make sure we get through this thing safely and not put each other in harm's way. And already after things like joint training camp practices, this starts to spring up because of course it does, because you know, this Delta is still all over the place. And and those of us who have, like myself for a while there had lured ourselves into a false sense of security. You know, you turn around, you get hit in the face with this thing when it starts to affect you again. And you're like, well, of course it's how could you, how could you not be paying attention to the most obvious thing at this point? Billy Sullivan says they need to quit worrying about who gave him the vid and worry about winning games. <laughs> Man, Billy, shut up with that. You know better than that. Come on. It's such a, that's such a jerk thing to say, uh, but I'm happy that somebody said it just because it makes me laugh. Um, you can't, uh, let's see. Dom Odell says, did Vrabel test positive again today? Yeah, he tested positive again today. He tested positive yesterday, so he has not yet gotten two negative tests within a 48-hour span, which keeps him out of the facility. But let's talk about, let's do let's do some good with the bad. Let's talk about who was out at the facility today and who was out at the facility was one Quintores Lopez Jones. Julio returned to the field for the first time in quite some time. Now it was in a very, 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 very limited capacity, but it's still progress that uh, that you are seeing being made. So the question that I have for you guys here on the primetime show, A to Z Sports primetime from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, promo code A to Z Sports is how you get in on the action, the question that I have for you guys tonight is how many practices throughout the course of the year, how many times do you think Julio Julio Jones will practice this year for Tennessee? Not play, but practice, because I think this is going to be a funny case study. Let me know in the comment section on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. We will discuss together how many times do you think Julio Jones is going to practice this season? It could be Single digits, it could be double digits, it could be, you know, you could just say none at all. Whatever you want to do, let me know, and we'll talk about it. You'll hear from Todd Downing, who was not, who has not tested positive for COVID, and spoke to the media about this today. Um, While you guys do that, I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. The official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans is uh, is the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. At GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers you. They offer you the intel to win the buyer battle as you search for your new home. And if you are in the market to sell your home, the Ashton team 
can help you do that. Win the buyer battle and maximize your maximize your return on your real estate investment by trusting the Gary Ashton team. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, how many times do you think Julio Jones is going to practice this year for the Titans? Because I think this is going to be a funny case study to see what you guys have to say. Uh, let's see. Julio, says Chris Frazier. That's right. Titans for Life says it's Rabel in danger of losing his job, just like Cam. LOL, just kidding. The Brandon Greenwood says Julio ain't got the vid. It's true. No vid for the Julio. Uh, two a week, says Chris Frazier. Ain't wrong. That I can tell you right now is 0%. 0% chance of happening. Two a week for the rain for a 17 or I guess an 18 week season plus playoffs. No shot in hell is Julio Jones practicing that often. Uh, you're nuts if you think that. Mark Dalton says just flat out zero. Kevo Dwayne on Facebook Live says 17. Thines for Life says on average twice a week. Again, I would say that would be inaccurate based on his body of work. Perhaps he find and perhaps that turns into a perhaps that. Uh, becomes some kind of a resurgence, but no, I just, twice a week would be an astronomical number for Julio Jones based on the last two years and the work that he has done in the last two years. So we talked to Todd Downing about this today because this is the second time. So for, for example, Julio Jones has practiced, and I would include today just because he was physically out on the field, even though he didn't go through the full practice, he just did a jog through 11 on 11, uh, 11 on 11 session, which is more than he's done in a while. Um, but for training camp, Julio Jones has practiced twice, three times if you count today. So that's three times in the last month. So that's all, and and probably month plus since we've been back officially in training camp. I think camp opened on July the 27th, if I remember correctly. So it's not quite been a full month. But, um, yeah, he's practiced twice <laughs> since July 27th. So, or again, three times, counting today, three times since July 27th, is laugh out loud funny when you consider how often or how much we have obsessed about this particular player. Um, <laughs> I, I just think it's, it's, I, it's funny because, I mean, and it's not the end of the world, right? It's, it's. Something that you know and that you trust Julio Jones to understand how to manage his body and that he has a great, he has a ton of impact in all of this. But honestly, that seems about par for the course, even if he hadn't come down kind of funky on that, uh, on that first, what, what was it like? Uh, it was like a Tuesday, three or four weeks ago at this point that Julio Jones last practice and he went up in the air for a ball, came kind of came down kind of funky in the end zone. Didn't look to be like hurt, hurt, but they just obviously scurried him off the field and were like, all right, no no more of this. We're not risking it with Julio in these training camp practices. Um, so since then, it's been it's been once, and that's been today for the first time in the better part of a month. So three total times, even including a not full practice today for Julio Jones in all of training camp since joining the Tennessee Titans. Now, from this standpoint, you know, a lot of people are concerned about how much work, how much that lack of work on the field with Ryan Tannehill is going to affect their connection. And that was something that offensive coordinator Todd Downing spoke to the media ourselves about today. We got to see Julio Jones continue to work his way back. How important is that just for the timing and just you know, get on the same page with Tannehill? Yeah, it's important that, that we spend time together, you know, uh, kind of talking about the details of concepts. 
And I think that he's been uh, working really hard in meetings, working with Rob, you know, doing everything that he's uh, able to do. And we kind of are taking the approach that when we're told what he's allowed to do, we're going to do that uh, to the you know best of our ability and as full throttle as we can. And so as we get more and more, uh, I think, you know, we'll get closer and closer to where we need to be. So that was Todd Downing speaking with the media afterwards. And, and you know, they're working on concepts with him. They're working on what he what he needs to understand about the Titans' offense. And, and again, jog-throughs do help, even if it's not full go, full bore. But, you know, those of you who are saying he's going to practice once a week or even twice a week, well, he, right now he's on pace to practice twice a month. And that really is kind of the standard that you should approach this with as people who are going to care about Julio Jones' workload. Twice a month is going to be pretty much the standard for Julio Jones moving forward and something that I think a lot of you probably are surprised by, even though I've been telling you since he got traded here that the dude doesn't practice. So don't expect him to, even if he's on a new team. On pace for twice a month right now with Julio Jones. I just think that that is going to be the case at this point, uh, Tana, Tana Hill in the huddle says Carl Cross, and he's just going to say, Julio, just go long. That's basically the case. Titans for Life says when the season starts, it'll be more than that. And, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, right? Because Fridays are typically a walkthrough. He can do a walkthrough at bare minimum. Um, and he can do that once a week, right? He can do the walkthrough once a week and be fine. But any more than that, I just, I don't think, I, and and literally, that's double what he's doing right now on the field. So you can't outright dismiss that. Um, but I really think that's kind of the X, and, and it may end up exceeding that. And uh, I could be very wrong about all of this, but I'm just going off of what we have seen right now in the last two years of Julio in Atlanta, where I know that that's about the standard where he works, he works, you know, he does his own thing. He gets himself ready physically. For Sundays, and then if he needs to be in the walkthrough, he goes through the walkthrough. Or if he doesn't need to be in the walkthrough, he stands behind the walkthrough and watches things as everybody else goes through the walkthrough in front of him, as we have seen him do here in Tennessee as well. So um, to get Ben out of shape about it, I don't think it's necessarily a big deal. I just think that probably about once a week is uh, is probably the standard, is probably par for the course. He will more than likely be four to five times a week and three days on short weeks. This is Brandon Knowles. Yeah, that's not happening. I mean, they only practice three days in a normal week anyway, Brandon. So that uh, that number is way the hell off. Um, wow. Hope it doesn't affect Julio on the field. I mean, he's Julio Jones. Like, I'm not – I don't I don't think you need to be that bent out of shape about it. Uh, let's see. Chris Frazier – or excuse me, Dom Odell says he was established in Atlanta. It was his team. This is different. And I think that I think there's some there's some accuracy to that, Dom. And right, like he he cares about it, obviously, because otherwise he wouldn't have showed up for the first OTA right after the trade. Um, he he clearly is invested in that. It's just they are going to take the most cautious approach with him possible because they need him to last, if not every week of the regular season, which is is a high high standard really for any player, right? Um, they need him to last as long as humanly possible and well into December and January. And if they're, if they're playing their cards, right, February to try and make a legitimate push with this thing. Cause the money gets crazy 
for on the Titans books next year with the way that they maneuvered stuff around and Ryan Tannehill's cap it goes to 36 million and that that you know that basically that basically chokes you out a little bit from trying to keep your roster as competitive as they've made it this year with the way that they've moved the money around. So staying in condition matters. He doesn't have to go through practice to be in condition. Um, Understanding the concepts matters. He doesn't necessarily have to be on the practice field to understand the concepts, but it does help. And he does need that relationship with the quarterback because without that, you know, you can go, you can really languish in, uh, in obscurity. Just ask Corey Davis until last year when he basically figured out his relationship with Tannehill and things started to change for him. Um, be nice to see a snatch up Tate or Stills for some insurance, says Benjamin Corral. No, literally nobody is saying that. I don't want anything to do with Golden Tate or Kenny Stills. If they were worth a damn, they wouldn't be out there right now, Benjamin. So that is the biggest red flag humanly possible And Golden Tate. I mean, Golden Tate runs like me now. So, like, I don't think it's there's that's not insurance. That's just a physical body for you to put in somebody's place. That there are plenty of players on the roster. I would take Marcus Johnson over Golden Tate. I would take Chester Rogers over Kenny Stills. I just there's nothing, there's nothing about that situation that appeals to me right now. They just wouldn't be out there if they were worth a damn. Um, let's move on. Let's do the gone viral video of the week and put a vote on tonight's show. The question that I have for you guys in the comments on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. I don't know how many of you follow sports media news the way that I do, and I don't imagine many of you follow sports media news the way that I do because you don't, or at least the majority of you, I don't believe, work in this industry. Uh, and if you do, perhaps I'm not giving you enough credit. But there was news today about First Take and about Stephen A. Smith. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, who is now hosting the Jimmy Kimmel Show, at night as a fill-in host, and I'm uh, I'm cracking up at the idea of it because it's actually going to make me watch late-night television because I love Stephen A. Uh, even as I don't, you know, I don't care what he says about sports opinions anymore. I just like to laugh at Stephen A., not necessarily with Stephen A. But there's news on uh, first take, and the question I have for you is, can Stephen A. Smith, is he capable of debating himself? Let me know on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch before we get to the gone viral video of the week. Is Stephen A. Smith capable of debating himself? Let me know your answers, and while you do that, I will tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Commercially, they can help you out. They can handle your commercial business. They can improve your ductwork to improve your air quality in your business. If you need them residentially, as I did a couple of weeks ago, they will be to your home post haste and make sure that you have satisfaction on all of your HVAC needs. They will not leave your home until you achieve such satisfaction, which is why Brymac Mechanical is the best in the business. Three locations in Tennessee and in Kentucky, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Can Stephen A. Smith debate himself? So what's happening right now with Stephen A.? is that Max Kellerman is getting moved off of first take. Now, Max Kellerman getting moved off of first take is funny because now I guess they're just turning first take into Stephen A versus the world where they just roll in combatant after combatant. It's like the gladiator situation at the debate desk for Stephen A to just mow down. He doesn't want to he doesn't want to do nuance with Max Kellerman anymore. He just wants to take people's heads off and win the argument, which I love about him so very much even as I think 
you know, a lot of the stuff he says is largely ridiculous at this point in his career. But they pay him a ton of money to do it. And Stephen A., really, out of all of us who work in this in this stratosphere, and I'm not, you know, I'm nowhere close to the stratosphere of guys like Stephen A. or Max Kellerman or, you know, anyone on a major on a major network. Although the empire is growing, we're very excited about that. Um, <laughs> Stephen A. moves the needle in a way that m- almost anybody else doesn't. Like you can replace a million and one of people like me on a sports network and people will still watch because they care about the sports, not necessarily about the person. Stephen A is somebody who people love him or hate him. He moves the needle and he is somebody who draws ratings as an individual. That is an impossible feat with the market being as saturated as it is. Uh, Stephen A will do anything for the right price, says Juicebox. That's right. And listen, Stephen A knows his worth. I respect it. Uh, debate, debate TV is weird. What if you agree on everything? You have to fake disagree for TV. Hell yeah. They, I mean, CNN does this. Fox news does this. It's, it's infected every element. I mean, it, it does ratings, this debate stuff where you're pitted against somebody else and you have to make your point better than the other person or, you know, be made to look like a fool on national television. That's a real thing. Uh, St- Stephen A is a master debater. If you read this comment, but careful with those words. Yes. I was waiting for somebody to make the joke. Uh, just just you, my group grows every day, says Chris Frazier. That's right. Uh, is Colin Cowherd capable of debating himself? Is Skip Bayless capable of debating himself, says Ryan Dominic? There's your answer. Well, Stephen A is going to have to because Max Kellerman is off first take, which means it's literally just Stephen A. Smith's world at this point. I want you to get to the point that you made yesterday on Get Up, which I had did not have an opportunity to talk to you about. I want you to go there. Then I ain't interested in that. This, this stuff, who's older? Ah, Kevin Durant is the second best player in the world, period. No wonder Jalen Rose almost walked off the set on you. You've got to be crazy. Kevin Durant is the greatest players we have ever seen in our lives. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to call the bosses today. You should be banned from talking basketball. What I'm going and, and what I'm going to say to you is a couple of things. Number one, you need to be drug tested immediately. Because I got yeah. news for you. When it comes to basketball, baby, sit back and take notes. Let me tell you something. LeBron James is the best player in the world. Do you realize that Kevin Durant is not a shooter? He's a scorer. And he can shoot in a streaky fashion, but he is nowhere near the marksman that LeBron James is he couldn't hit Broadway if it were right. empty? I think you're biased against skinny people. That's what I think it says. You think you're biased against skinny people? Listen, Kevin Durant obviously don't have muscles. He didn't gain 57 pounds in muscle. Listen, I'm the guy that said that Kevin Durant's move to go to state was weak. That doesn't mean he's weak. That doesn't mean he's not a superstar. That doesn't mean he's not being disrespected by the likes of you. Braun is a physical specimen and his physical dominance is undeniable. I'm talking from a skilled perspective. Do you know how many things he can do? Hell no. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I love this man so much. Nobody is better at the art of talking into a camera or a microphone than Stephen A. Smith. He is going, he's just going to go through this and debate himself, basically, at this point. Because nobody outside of Skip Bayless is able to hold a candle to the ridiculous of, ridiculousness of Stephen A. That's the gone viral video. 
of the week. And that's tonight's show on this Tuesday, halfway through the primetime week. Great content being produced for you guys. Go check out today's 615 Sessions podcast um, that you're really going to enjoy with myself, with Zach Lyons and Mr. Lebowski of football and other F-words. Subscribe, rate, review, wherever it is you get your podcasts. Tomorrow on my radio show, you're going to hear an interview with Des Fitzpatrick that I did right after practice today. We talked for about 10 minutes with roster cut day looming, and I think you'll get some good insight from Des about how difficult this these last couple of weeks have been for him and how he started to stack days together. Made a couple nice plays at practice today after catching the, the longest pass play of that preseason game against the Bucks, a 23-yard touchdown pass from Logan Woodside to Des Fitzpatrick. So that's on my radio show tomorrow. Uh, you know, we're out here trying to get that Stephen A. Smith money, baby. We're doing podcasts. We're doing primetime. We're doing the radio. We're doing it all. And you know why we're doing it all? Plus articles, because I'm going to write a bunch of stuff this week, too, for, uh, for, the, uh, for the, oh, no, my video got deleted. I can't tell you that I'm not tired yet because it's not there. What happened? Producer Reed isn't here, and so everything's gone to hell. All I got to say is I'm pissed, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your night.